Burgess. And I am Stephanie Fitzpatrick, aka the Advantage Coach. And this is episode 72 of the Fields of the Real podcast. Um, we're gonna keep y'all this don't thing know. Right on rolling. <laughs> Listen, so y'all see what we look like, right? Right. <laughs> Early in the morning, we don't care. We're gonna get it done. We're gonna get it done. And it's, we're it's gonna crazy get it done. This is, I want to say, the very first time that we have recorded a podcast and we're going to put it out on the same day. Yeah. Like y'all Very practically getting a live one. Right. Practically the, right. live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I had somebody tell me, I, I sent a picture like, am I okay for today? And she was like, oh, you finally look like you're doing a podcast because you look sporty. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to know <laughs> I look like I'm doing right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, goodness. I was like, yeah, it's a hat day today. I'm sorry. Y'all oh, gonna yeah. have to Listen, love it. And, yeah. Which I, which I didn't see was last week when we did the <laughs> podcast. I had this on my head. Yeah. I saw Steph, how she looked at me, and I was like, let me <laughs> <laughs> I did not, y'all. Don't the, keep putting that on me. No. But the roots are even nappier today. And I think we just gonna keep them up under here. Hey, you can do what you do. <laughs> like whatever you need to do, you do. Listen, if I took this off, y'all will be screaming, okay? Oh man. So. <laughs> you say that now. Uh, take that. No, for real. No, for real. <laughs> no. Yeah. And shout out, let me quickly just shout out hat hatology. Oh, for okay. my uh my personalized hats that I get from them. So oh, like this one says a hundred percent black woman. Oh, um, I'm gonna have to patronize them. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So okay. uh, who's really right. Yeah. And it's funny, we usually have uh, a meeting and we go over like who's really right. And it's so funny now that I feel like either one of us could do it. But you probably, you probably do it the best. The fact that you can take a topic and know precisely what side of it I'm going to argue <laughs> and, and say, yo, this is going to be our who's really right. Because th- this past week, it's just, you know, Sam, been kind of uh, rough and trying or whatever. And yeah. we had had maybe a small ounce of a thought of, you know, pushing the podcast and waiting until next week to do it. Yeah. Um, but I was like, nah, we got to, we got to keep it. Yeah. He won't sit down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so step, thankfully, <laughs> went yeah. ahead and compiled a list of um, the topics for the day. Yeah. And I looked at that, who's really right. And it's funny. <laughs> I thought to myself, I was like, I know what side of this she's arguing. <laughs> And so we didn't even choose which side nope. of it we were on until right before we hit record. Right. And Literally. Right. And so Literally. <laughs> we were both on the on the sides that we thought we would be on. So, yep. Yep. Uh, without further ado, you all may or may not have heard that um, 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson, a part of um, a financial collective, decided to purchase the XFL for $15 million, right? So I hope you guys can see Steph's face right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think you can see how she feels about this one. Um, so oh gosh, yeah. our who's really right for this week is, will The Rock have a better go at it than um, the last two reboots? Uh, well, I won't say that the first one was just the initial, <laughs> but right. This last, the induction, this last reboot, will Dwayne The Rock Johnson have a better go at it? Yeah, with XFL 3.0. That's what this is. What say you? Uh, And no. (laughs) Uh, Like I just told you before we started, um, you know, um, I'll use the same analogy of a restaurant being put in a in a a particular area and the um restaurant doesn't do well so it closes down Mm -hmm. somebody else just feeling themselves i guess says oh but my restaurant is going to do well here Mm -hmm. and so they bring their restaurant in and again it's failure i mean they might do better than the first one you know, because it might be a different cuisine or, you know, they thought, well, you know, in their mind, the logic was, well, I'm going to do it differently or I'm going to do a different kind and people will come. Mm-hmm. And again, it fails. Mm-hmm. And so then the third person comes along and for some reason, you think that if you bring different cuisine to the same spot that has failed twice, that you're going to be able to make some magic happen. And typically, it's the same result. It fails. Typically, it fails. And so, I mean, let me say this. I don't want it to fail. I love The Rock. Listen, I want this to work. And I feel like um, the only way that it will is if they truly come up with something that's more out of the box than 2.0 was. Okay. Um that will i mean because 2.0 wasn't horrible i think rona got 2.0 exactly rona got 2.0 but but it wasn't what they it still wasn't what they were expecting it to be i think they were hoping for better than even what they were getting no i think they exceeded expectation considering uh the very first week their numbers were really good. Yeah, they're not yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. And even with the numbers slightly decreasing over the next few weeks, <laughs> which you know you're going to get that with a brand new product, like people are going to be all eyes in. Yeah. But they were able to keep um, viewership at, at the number that, you know, a number higher than what they had expected. Mm-hmm. Right. And so my thing about 2.0 and its failures, I think 2.0's failure was totally due to to the pandemic okay um they didn't know what this thing was and they had to shut down immediately and yeah. obviously when you are fresh out and you got to shut right. down for something due to something other than you mm-hmm. um then yeah you're staring failure right in the face but i think that the brilliance or the genius of um 
the rock buying it for at such mm-hmm. a low price yeah is that i don't think the nfl was going to go on i think if they do start i think that these teams are going to get blasted by um positive covid tests and that <clears throat> they'll end up having to end their season yeah in the spring i think when the xfl comes back they'll we'll be, be better. able to Hmm. Okay. They'll actually be able to have a bubble because they'll yeah. have 32 teams that they'll have to worry about. Right, right. They'll have maybe eight. Mm-hmm. And they'll be able to go to one location and do it the mm. right way. Yeah. I just literally, I had a conversation with, uh, y'all know Jamia, she's been on the show, mm-hmm. uh, about the whole how does the NFL need to go about this? And it's funny because that was a conversation we had. Like, how do you do a bubble with the NFL? Because that seems to be the way that this can work if we're mm-hmm. watching the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The bubble is the way to go. The, the NBA and the, uh, soccer, it's the way to go. And we see but while watching the MLB that, it, that it's a way the, for it not just, to work. <laughs> right. Definitely. But I said what could work possibly is if you it'll just make the nfl a little more boring but it's possible mm-hmm. you would shorten the season and you would put um i'm sorry this is off topic but you would put um you would only do divisional games so you would find a neutral spot for that that like for the nfc south mm-hmm. you would find a neutral spot and they would play all of their games against each other okay there Maybe they played each other, you know what I mean? And whoever was top seed or whatever had the best had the best record in each division, then that then you would find another neutral location for those top teams to come together to play each other until you would kind of so do multiple, a bracket. Multiple bubbles. You would do like a bracket. Yeah. But okay. you would bubble out, you would stay in this bubble until you figured out who won. Mm-hmm. And then you would go to the next place, but you would still be bubbled out. Okay with the teams that were all like top of their division and then they would go through like a bracket thing. Okay. Yeah. They could do it like that. But anyway, that's beside the point. I like the idea. I, you know what, I'm going to even say, I concede that because that is a good, that's if, if, that's if, <laughs> that's the idea. Listen, I hope you listen to rock just in case that wasn't your idea. Right. Jared always coming up with genius. <laughs> football geez y'all need to listen um coming up with these great like ideas for you all so i feel Mm -hmm. like that makes sense if if the nfl figures out or even if they start and and it blows up in their face and they have to stop Mm -hmm. um but by the spring lord jesus we would pray (laughs) right that that we would be in a different space and he could and they could do it the way that you said that makes perfect sense like yeah. i like that that's that's the way especially if the nfl doesn't get to get to really go forward the way people will be so hungry for mm-hmm. football by that time they, okay. uh, no look we won't watch any we won't watch any, i don't care what it is like mm-hmm. is it arena foot what is right. it like yeah. <laughs> if we can so, do that let's do it yeah yeah no that's a yeah. that's a great idea okay all right all right, all right. i'm i'm let's let's see what you guys say um, yeah but i'm pretty confident in this who's really no right. you should be confident in this that's really right no this is that the idea was great like if but that's if they follow your idea 
Yeah. And that's if the if the NFL cares enough to once all of these that's- outbreak starts happening between uh those teams, if they care yeah. enough to end the season. Because what it feels like is like they're too big to fit they think they're too big to fail. Well, but the one thing I will say is these players are not playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not <laughs> so if they saw two if, receivers from the from the Dolphins say, nah, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, they're not playing. So if the ones who decided not to opt out go and it starts to get crazy, I feel like I don't know if it was something put in place um in the agreement that they came up with, but at that point I feel like they would just be like, you know what? We want to pump the brakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care what you, the owners and the, the NFL, but we want to pump the brakes. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, mm-hmm. mm. and and what happens? I guess that see, I would I need to see what the, all of the ins and out of outs of this are because my thing is if I decided not to opt out by Thursday, which was the date that they had to opt out by, mm-hmm. and then I go and then I start to see things happening and I and I want to stop then. What's the penalty? Is it just that yeah. I don't get paid? I'm good with that. Like that's what'll happen essentially. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, well, I think that they are receiving a portion of their salary if they opt out, right? No? Mm-mm. They don't get any don't think, okay. Well, they might get... No, that's right. They get like 50000 Okay. I thought it was something yeah. like that. Some type of... Yeah, they get like 50000 which is mm-hmm. nothing to most of them because... <laughs> yeah, because they're multi-millionaires. But, <laughs> right. Um, 50000 is a check in one sixteen yeah. one week. So. Right. Like, right. what? <laughs> so... <laughs> So I y'all let us that. know. I know. Thousand in one week. In one week. Well, that's okay. We're gonna get that Jesus. No, uh, mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, I, y'all let us know who's really right. I still mm-hmm. it would have to be only the way that you said that would make sense to mm-hmm. me. Those that scenario would have to line up perfectly just like you just said. Yeah. Otherwise, mm, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, speaking of when, opting out, right? <laughs> well, when you first sent me the uh, story of this, I was sent sort of in. So, when I say in isolation, I mean that the Pac-12 was the only conference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That we had seen, um, yeah, band together this way, yeah. But now the Big Ten, um, their players have joined together mm-hmm. to, to make some demands. Um, about this season going off and yeah. what needs to happen before that that happens, and so <clears throat> super proud of these players because absolutely it is reminiscent. Well, actually, it's taken to a larger scale what Northwestern did a few years ago, mm-hmm. and even what Missouri did. And basically, that's use your leverage of playing because these fo- these um, programs. Mm-hmm. make a lot of money off of you. And if you don't play, right. and if you are willing to use the leverage of not playing, mm-hmm. they have to acquiesce to your demands. That's right. Um, I mean, literally, they have them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have them on, on the ropes at this yeah. point. They have them on the ropes at this point. And, and the demands that they're asking for are, I love it because it's... Um, it's not just like they, their their safety is a demand. Mm-hmm. 
Um, social justice is a demand. Mm -hmm. um, and then their ability to make money off of their own names and their own is a demand. Like mm -hmm. they're not just, you know, so they, nah, they swing I think it was a, they swing for the fence. I think that mm -hmm. they thought that it was very well thought out. Mm -hmm. And whomever organized it and, and helped them, because I'm sure they had some help to get this all, yeah. you know, worked out was very um, meticulous mm -hmm. in, in thinking like, what are the things that are realistically that you need in order to be the best, one, the best player safe, safe and, and receiving what's rightfully yours and you deserve. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. I'm like, go for it. Like, go for it. I didn't I love, like, however, the Washington State coach's response to Cassidy Woods. Oh, yes. You Did not me. like that. Yeah, at all. Did not like that. And so, for you all who don't know, he, so Cassidy Woods decided to opt out because I think he has sickle cell, mm -hmm. which is an autoimmune disease, which means yes. he's more likely to risk. be um, in risk, higher mm -hmm. risk with COVID. And so, he opted not to participate this this season now the thing was he didn't realize that opting out meant that he couldn't participate in like um workouts so right. that was his whole conversation with the coach initially was right. can I still work out and he was like no if you're opting out you can't do that but then the coach turns around and says um he said something to the coach that made the coach I guess think about this um this unification that the Pac-12 has uh, put together mm -hmm. and he said to him now you cannot go and be a part of that if you want to come play here again now when you first sent that I, I was thinking that Mike Leach was still the coach of Washington State mm -mm. and I was like mm -mm. <laughs> Yeah, I can't really, remember his name right now. No, but yeah. Yeah, no, this is a new coach. And, yeah. and this right here, these type of intimidation factors. Yeah. It are, is, is, are, I don't know. Is. The reason. Factors are. Factors, because you said factors are. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Are. Yes. <laughs> the reason why um, head trauma and and all forms of football um, has been been a thing. It's that type of intimidation, you know, from coaches <clears throat> and sometimes even from teammates. Right. Um, that have put players like squarely in the crosshairs of um, like long-term injury. Mm -hmm. And now that we're speaking about something like players using their voice to exact change for a coach to try to use an intimidation tactic. <laughs> That's all right. I don't know if you've seen this train, Cassidy, but it's starting to move. And there That's are right. a lot of players who are transferring right now yeah. to HBCUs. So... I'm sure. and not even going to talk just about Howard. I want this thing to, to be picked up all across the board. So yeah. I'm states, the fam used, the Texas Southerns. Right. Those coaches will welcome you with open arms. Yeah. And you won't have to worry about having to have those. Some of these conversations are not going to go on, won't have to happen. 
social justice conversations don't necessarily have to go on on, on the campus of HBCU. Right. Um, you know, some of the other things, maybe, but um, the mm -hmm. safety protocols, absolutely, that's yeah. still something that needs to be addressed. I don't care where you go to school. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just, but, 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 yeah, for you, you to be told, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying, for the True. season. And you still right. still get a year Your scholarship, eligibility. Yeah. For, eligible. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I mean, so they've taken care of the safety protocol issue right. because they're fine. We don't want to even put anybody so at true. risk, period. Right. So it's not even worth it. And and they take the biggest hit because they have the least amount of money. Exactly. But they care enough about their players, so that speaks mm -hmm. volumes in itself. But even if you don't go to an HBCU, I just say go somewhere where somebody's got your back. Right. Genuinely. Not just yeah. saying it, but genuinely mm -hmm. has your back. And so this coach saying that to him, because it was almost like he tried to play it like, well, if you're going to say you out for uh, because of, um, you know, your health, then you can't go and participate in it. I don't know what one has to do with the other. Right. I don't know how you get to tell me that I can't do this mm -hmm. with my own time because I'm not even on campus. You just told me I can't come work out. I'm not even there. Right. So how do you tell me I can't participate in this? So that's where the that's for me where the problem comes in because this has nothing to do with I don't believe there's some rule out there that says that this is your personal feelings. Don't participate in that if you want to play on my football team. And that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. No, it is. So. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't feeling that at all. But um, kudos to these, like you said, kudos to these young men who, you know, said, you know what, we are good. And, and, I, and I applaud. I think that watching professional athletes mm -hmm. step up. Yeah, and especially, I think, again, our boy Adam Silver. Yeah, and the way he's handled it with the NBA has given has given these young men like the fuel they needed to yeah. say, you know what, we do have a voice. We can make some things. Let's use it. You know yeah. what I mean? So I feel like that. Adam Adam yeah. Silver should teach a master class on leadership. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. On everything when it comes mm -hmm. to leadership, <laughs> right. real talk. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I uh, applaud these young men, and I hope that they get everything they're asking for. Mm -hmm. Honestly, because I don't think any of it's unrealistic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's unrealistic. All right. All right. Now this one. Mm. All right. So women not having equal access. <sighs> to players, especially in the NFL. Um, is this more along the lines of um, women in the media mm -hmm. um, and not having the same access to players like after games and Just practices? period, like, so um, Andrea Kramer, Pam Oliver and Kimberly Martin okay. um, on they they did like a segment on NFL Network talking about this, and um, they were not just talking about locker room access. They were literally like, um, if they went to try to um, form some sort of rapport with an mm -hmm. agent or somebody mm -hmm. who could you know help them get more access to these guys, 
they have block roadblocks. Yeah. Like they are not as it's so they gave an example and I don't want to say it incorrectly. So I'm not gonna say names. I'm gonna just say I believe that they said there was a situation where a reporter went to either a player or a agent's house while they were having a party, got drunk, stayed overnight, and then ended up getting the interview. Mm. Which is something they couldn't do. They as women couldn't do something like that. Nope. Yeah. So they were talking about the unfair advantage that a man, because of the access he's allowed to these players, not just right. in the locker room, but period. But Pat, yeah, Pat. Yeah, me because they even talked about how, as women, one of the things that they always have to do is make it clear that they're being professional. Well, mm-hmm. do you ask the male reporter if he's being professional? You know what I mean? Because they, it's either they they make it plain that they're that they're here strictly on a professional level, or there's innuendo that subject to you could be you could be trying to holler you know Mm -hmm. like what (laughs) sir please get out of your ego i'm here on my job like really so it's just tough and i and you know with all of this talk about social justice and equality and inclusion and all of this kind of stuff um i even for me this is personal Mm -hmm. because you know one of my I don't want to call it a bucket list, but one of my goals mm-hmm. is to be a chaplain for yep. for the NFL. Uh-huh. That doesn't happen. Mm. Not females. Because of the same thing, access. And that's, you know, because I guess chaplains need to be able to be in the locker rooms and all of that kind of right. stuff. Listen, just put it up and I can come in and do my job. Right. I'm not really interested in that. That's not what I'm here for. All right, y'all, let's start a campaign, especially since she's right there in in Charlotte. Let's start a campaign uh, for Step to be the first um, woman chaplain for an NFL team. Those of you who are right now, like, let's tweet and hashtag that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Stephanie for chaplain. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) At at the, the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. So I just, I mean, for me, it, it is such a, I've, I even wrote a blog about this mm-hmm. um, about two years ago, just the frustration that comes mm-hmm. with I mean, because, you know, as you know, I, I worked in a high school and my job was to work with the football players. Right. And so I never felt like I wasn't a part of, or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, let me be clear. I never went in the locker room, but that was because right. I didn't want to smell it. Um, but I don't think I wasn't <laughs> given access. You know, they're young. they little hormones. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. No, yeah. But um, I don't think I was denied access. But as it gets more and more, like, collegiate and professional, it gets harder and harder. And I don't understand that because I have the same love and desire that I have when it comes to somebody in the Sixth grade, twelfth grade is the same love and desire I have for when you are college or professional. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just want to see you be the best person you can be, and whatever I can do to help make that happen, that's what I want to do. Right. I, so I, I think 
um, having been in locker rooms, right? I think that there is there is a culture of you know any woman that's around um, any woman that's around there is a bit of sexualization going on yeah it's sexism you know absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. um and so <laughs> that part's unfortunate yeah and i would say it's more so unfortunate because i think that entire teams take the rap for that like on a lot of uh, well from high school all the way up to my senior year of college we've always had on each of my teams we've always had like women trainers yeah and, that's the that's the most they do uh, yep right and so mm-hmm. they they had to be in our locker rooms they had yeah. to and so you'd see this duality of guys who are very protective of them as they were family mm-hmm. but guys who were looking at them Mm. more sexual manner Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so yeah um is that our fault though like god gave us what we got i don't know that you know what i mean like how is that that's not fair i don't know no i'm not saying that i'm not saying it as in like it's acceptable or yeah no you just i know i know yeah um i'm just you know speaking about it yeah because there were plenty shout out to to all of the trainers um, at Howard, absolutely at Coolidge High School, who I have very good relationships with, and I see yeah. on it still like they like family, like yeah, um, like Lena and Paris. Um, I don't know if you guys will hear this, but <laughs> um, in a little bit, like you know, all those young ladies were like family to me, like so much yeah. so that if I was in the cafeteria. And I saw them come up and get in the back of the line. I'm telling them all, yo, come get in front of me. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to like make myself. No. No. We already know, Jerry, you're different. You're different. It's it's just what it is. So, yeah. Well, but but I I do think it's important (sighs) to say like, you know, um, that there is, there is another side to this thing. And I, I think that it's unfortunate that, all of football and all of locker rooms. And I, I won't I won't even include basketball because I feel like basketball, especially they're a little different. Yeah. They're a little different. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's a lot less personalities, you know. Yeah. Um and I would probably say that it's a lot less tolerable. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I believe it. I don't see it in basketball like that. Yeah. I just don't. I don't. Like I feel like Taylor that's why Wilson, so many more women Doris that are involved from a media standpoint in basketball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely, de- definitely, so much more like out there, like because mm-hmm. we, we typically only see Pam Oliver doing a uh, Josina Anderson is who I was thinking about. Okay. I feel like she she is able to get some of those. Like it was a it was a time where I felt like Josina Anderson was like popping stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um. Um, or breaking things like quicker right. than Adam Shepard. Right. You know and so yeah. I, I'm not sure what happened with her. I, I don't see her as much. Yeah. See? Um, which makes me to that to that point. Um, but it's it's unfortunate all around. Like 
Um, if you're a woman who grow who who's grown up to want to you know be a part of sports journalism and you get to this highest point and you still see that there's a glass ceiling, mm-hmm. it has to be like a feeling of frustration with that. Absolutely. Um, I think that's what they talked about. Like the three women, that's what they were talking about. Like mm-hmm. their frustrations. Pam's had probably the greater, well, Andrea Kramer's had great success. They've all had great success, but I mm-hmm. feel like Pam's gotten some, like Deion Sanders was, that was that was his go-to person. Yeah. Like he trusted Pam. Right. So, you know, like she, that's what broke, kind of broke the ceiling for her a little bit because Dion said it was okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, that's what needs to happen. What needs to happen is a band of NFL players, like, and I could kind of, I'll use the, the analogy of like, when we're talking about police and policing in, in our neighborhoods. And we say like, yo, the good cops don't just need to be good cops. They need to speak against the bad cops. Correct. And so that's what needs to happen in these locker rooms, though. These guys who are making it very uncomfortable for these women, um, speak up about it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're a peer that's at this right. point when these women who are doing, you know, um, <clears throat> who are trying to gain these interviews and trying to gain access, like if they speak up about it, it gets hushed. It gets pushed under the, swept under the, the rug. So And they're complainers. Right. And just try harder, and that's your fault. And yeah, and it, yeah. It, it could, it could possibly stymie opportunity for them. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that's why they don't say anything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, y'all, y'all in these locker rooms who see this stuff going on, like, speak up about it. Absolutely, I agree, for sure. Um, Come on, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Like, I mean, it's like it's a personal thing for me. So yeah, I'm not trying to be a reporter, but <laughs> yeah, but still, like, yeah, having that access, like, it's unfortunate yeah. when you think to yourself, like, well, no one like me has done this, and I'm okay I'm like, with wow. that. Like, I don't have no problem. Like, I don't mind being a pioneer or tr- I want to right. see this happen. For m- if it right. takes me being that one, I'm good. And the beautiful mm-hmm. thing about it is, I have the I don't know another way to say it. I had a moxie to put up with him. Right. You know what I mean? Because I've been I in the world you for so long. Doug, like, I know you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got it. So I'm like, whatever, you know? So, yeah. Well, well anyway, that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, to say the least. Okay. All right. Uh, let's do mental health moment first. Okay. Um. Because I really got to get to my guy for once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This moment, um, it's kind of like um, a tearjerker, much like we talk about our... Uh, Feel our, good, final thought. Yeah, this one is definitely an eyeball sweater. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're talking about Keon Doolin. Yeah. Um, who... He um he he went through a few different teams in the NBA. I want to say he played with the uh, Miami Heat. I definitely remember him with the Miami Heat. I definitely remember him with the Boston Celtics. But I was gonna him. say the Celtics. Like that's yeah. that's the big thing for me. I don't know why it's the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when I heard about his story and his dealings with paranoia and 
um, mm. post-traumatic stress disorder, um, just hearing the genesis of his story was was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, he, he talked about playing basketball, he and another seven-year-old with some of the older guys in the neighborhood. And it began to rain. And one of the older guys invited them to a to an apartment to um, continue hanging out and just to get, you know, escape the rain. And as a seven-year-old, he and his friend went into the apartment with this older guy and the guy put on pornography. Um, and he began to sexually assault um, these two young men. And um, he talks about, Keon Doolin, that is, talks about how um, that experience made him, you know, so it caused him to have such a tough outer shell. Um, right. And <laughs> that he was very distrusting of people. Um, and, Rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. And so fast forward, um, I want to say this was in Boston. He went to the bathroom. He was using the bathroom at a urinal in the stall. And a guy who had been drinking walked up behind him and assaulted him. You know, mm-hmm. sexually assaulted him, assaulted him. And he said that was the moment where his paranoia had kind of come back. And he said all of these memories and these feelings just kind of came back and then just um he talked about calling home to his mom calling his wife and praying with having them pray with him and how that feeling just wouldn't leave him mm. and so when he Jeez. went um to talk to danny age who was the you know the president and the general manager for the uh boston boston celtics he went to talk to him about retiring Danny Ainge could sense and some of the things that he was saying that something just wasn't quite right with him. So um, Danny Ainge decided to call someone and get him help. Thank you, Danny Ainge. Um, and it's, Thank you for recognizing him. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, because yeah. a lot of the times what we hear with, with these uh, with these executives and these folks is that they don't care about you beyond the sport and have an example of an executive like Danny Ainge, you know, be so in tune with one of his players. Right. He so much that he actually called, Mm. um, he actually called, you know, for help for Keon. Yeah. um, Yeah. Was special to hear. Yeah. And I think that some of that is when you play the sport, Mm-hmm. you have a different um, empathy. Right. <clears throat> and so that's first. And then the fact that you, he may have recognized some things that look familiar. Yeah. Whether that be from himself or other people that he played with mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you can just look in somebody's eyes and see that they're dull. Yeah. Something's, something's, something's missing. Uh, something's amiss. And yeah, so kudos to Keon Dooley for it. And here's the thing, not just Danny Ainge recognizing it and seeking help for him, Keon Dooley being willing to take the help because I just had this conversation yesterday with somebody that much mental health, much like, I mean, because it is addiction is a mental illness, Mm -hmm. but mental illnesses that typically aren't considered like addictive behaviors, like, you know, people who, 
you know that somebody who's an alcoholic or a drug a drug addict, mm-hmm. um, substance abuser, they typically you typically know that the only way that they're really going to get better is when they decide that they want help. And people, when they are their faculties are still all together, when mm-hmm. it's mental illness outside of addiction they're going to have to want to get help too in order for it to work. They've got to be able to, first of all, accept that they need the help and say, okay, so I know I need it. Now I got to go get it. And that that's when healing or not even healing, because there's no such things, but that's when coping strategies and and the things that can help you along the way can be um, put in place. Yeah. Yeah. So kudos to him for, you know, saying, you know what I needed? Like, he probably walked in Danny Angel's office like, I'm done. Danny was like, hold up. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. I want you to see somebody. And he could have easily have been like, what? Nah, I'm retiring. I'm Whatever. <laughs> I'm out. But he was like, you know what? You're right. I do. I'm is off. I need to see somebody. So kudos mm-hmm. to both of them. And so sad that this is even, hit, that that was even having to be his reality. Like, Yeah. People don't get the the trauma that they, yeah. I'm not even. We're not. That's a rabbit hole. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, shout out to you, uh, Mr. Doolin, for recognizing yeah. that you need help and actually yeah. allowing folks to help you. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And Danny Ainge for yeah know, recognizing it because. It could just be business as usual with you, and you hear that one of your players is retiring. It could just be okay on your way. This ain't my. Yep. This isn't my problem to deal with anymore. That's right. I see it, but it ain't my problem. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. On to the real. On to the real. Lake, Lake Griffin. Oh my goodness. Now, loving, some months ago, we out onto the real was Pat McAfee. Yes. And um, watching him begin his uh, comedy career before he left the sport mm-hmm. um, was, I wouldn't say, well, it was it was certainly inspiring, but just to see that he was able to take ownership of something that gave him so much joy that left him feeling like leaving football was okay. That's what you want to see. And you know that that's like a big thing for us. Yes. And so to see cool. Blake Griffin do the same, because he's been doing comedy for quite some time now. Yeah. He's embracing and, his outside of the sport thing. And I yeah. love it. Yeah. And he, he's still playing, by the way. Yeah. You just haven't yes. seen him in the bubble <laughs> because he plays for the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> right. Right. But no, I think uh I think it's it's um I think the good thing about this is, is that he's like actually funny. Yeah. Like it's not one of those things where he's like, I'm going to go and do something and right. I'm gonna make me happy and I'm gonna be right. cool with it. No, like he's actually <laughs> funny. He, yeah. I've seen yeah. a few of uh I he had a, a comedy a little comedy um I wanna say it might have only been five minutes. It was a clip mm-hmm. on Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. And like he really tore down the house. Good, like, love it. Yeah, and I love it. So this is something that I'm as a life coach. I'm always telling people, if you have a craft, um, especially when I'm working with athletes, 
if it's a craft outside of the sport, we know that you're going to do what you need to do for that, for football or for whatever sport you play. We know you're going to, you know, whatever you need to do, workouts, practice, you know, drills, whatever you need to do, you're doing. The same vigor that you do that with, do your craft that you love outside of the sport and helping you to get better. And so that's what I love about this story is because that's why he's gotten into comedy prior to leaving basketball because he said he wanted to get better at the craft. So he's shadowing people. He's meeting people. He's doing practicing his craft basically to get better so that when that's over, he'll already have a name for himself. He'll be able to go out there and just keep it moving. Right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said it. That was his, he said, my whole idea is to start now to get in and meet a bunch of people, shadow people, learn the ins and outs. So when I'm done playing, I'm not starting fresh. Mm-hmm. You can just Boom. transition right into it. Right. Just a smooth transition. Boom. Yeah. Love it. I'm going to mention it right now. Just We had just talked about it. I won't mention it right now. We can talk about this. It's kind of like an update on to the real mm-hmm. um, with uh, Pat McAfee that I was just talking about, but him doing it when he did it helped for this moment that he just uh, he was just able to experience. So Okay. Awesome. We'll, we'll Love talk it. about that in a different show. But Okay. But, Spice yeah. Adams is another one like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We did him uh, mm-hmm. a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So love it. I love it. So kudos. Do your thing, Blake. Yeah, I'm Blake. I'm excited. Like right. I'm excited. That's uh, you don't look like a comedian, but that's okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that there's a true look for a comedian, but yeah, about to I say, definitely all don't them, say you you definitely don't look like a comedian to me, <laughs> but it's okay. I just I can't he, because he has such a serious stoic face. Yeah. He does. He's not one, like Dwight Howard. I could say, okay, yeah, if he wanted to be a comedian, because all you ever doing is cheating. Uh huh. You know what I mean? But I, Blake has a stoic but face. He, he Dwight Howard's like goofy funny. Well, I, I'm just saying it in the fact of just what you look. What like. you look like? Yeah. Like I'm not saying he's supposed to be one. I'm just saying he looks like it because you always silly. Like you always yeah. doing silly stuff. So I see you being a comedian. Blake has a stoic face. I, yeah, I I'd see LeBron before Blake because LeBron smiles. But Blake is always just mm. yeah. You don't never see him I got, smile. I gotta see you one of those clips. Okay. Especially that Comedy Central one that I, I okay. Saw. Like it was, it was really funny. Okay, I'd love to watch. Yeah. All right. All right. Feel good. Final thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long, how many times we've talked about this young lady on the podcast, <laughs> but like every time she does something like she's taking it up and up and up. Yeah. Notch, right? yeah. So Cynthia Deck, after yeah. making history mm-hmm. with receiving a multi-million dollar football contract, um, she has now secured her own shoe. Yeah. And I just a history on so many levels. History. She just keeps making history. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about it. Like you just keep making history. Like keep doing you, girl. Yeah. Yeah. They're the Tronus. Her shoes are called Tronus. 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 Okay. I wonder what that so, symbolizes. I have no idea. Yeah. Tronus, but it's T R O N U S. Tronus. Tronus. Okay. So she's got. 
Um, obviously, Trump, she's got different colors, but then she just came out with like a Legends version. Uh-huh. Um, and it's another one I can't remember. But yeah, so yeah, she's doing her thing. Like, yeah. I would buy a pair not to wear, but just, just to support. Just to support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think I would too. I remember when we first talked about this because we talked about this and we knew that we was gonna put it on for Phil. Your final thought. Mm-hmm. This is one of the ones that we actually had talked about, and I was like, I wonder how much of that deal or the percentage she's <laughs> like. Hopefully, it's not a thing where she got like an upfront amount and she doesn't yeah. have equity in the shoe. Um, right. <clears throat> but even after thinking about that, that's just my business mind. Of course, oh, that's wow. you. <laughs> I, even uh, with that, I found like, out what Tronus means. What was that? Throne. Because, uh, you know, she it. calls herself the queen of the yeah. ass, right? So she kind of just going along with that with whole that, thing. With that thing. Yeah. 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 Okay, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but shout, shout out to her. Like, she, yeah. she, she continues to push the envelope, you know, and... I love it. ...continues to make and create history so yeah we salute you um queen of the abs <laughs> oh this is our own sneaker company Ooh. so i'm gonna have so to there you me. go once i get a couple dollars i'm gonna have to strike me up a pair yeah this is our own sneaker company it says she's the first athlete, female athlete to own a sneaker company mm. Not just have a sneaker deal, but she's yeah. So come on, this with is, it, this Cynthia. is this is bigger than what we even thought it was. Yes, so. come on, girl. Yeah, Listen. shout out to you, Santia. Loving it. Yes, God. Yeah. Yes, God. <laughs> okay. Right. Show picks. All right. What so you watching? I'm gonna change. I'm gonna switch up. Okay. Switching up from what I said. I'm switching up. I'm gonna talk about an old and a new for me. So suits. It's something I watched when it originally started on USA Network. Um, But I had to go back and kind of start watching it again. That show is so good. And if you don't know, this is the show that Meghan Markle was on prior to becoming um, part of the royal family Mm -hmm. and marrying... um, marrying her uh harry so Mm. yeah um it's a really good show um lots of i like i like intricacies and so there's a lot of different moving parts to the show but Mm -hmm. it's all centered around um this law firm okay yeah and um a young man who becomes a, a powerhouse within this law firm without by deceiving people into believing that he's a actual he actually is a lawyer. Mm, okay. So he's not an actual lawyer, but yeah, he's the he is he's, a beast in the in the courtroom. So yeah. He was just that smart. It didn't even oh, require wow. him to go to law school. He just literally knew everything. Like literally. I need that yeah. superpower. <laughs> right. So but it's a really good show. I think it mm-hmm. was like six or seven seasons. It's really good. Okay. Um, um, so Soups is one. And the other one is I'm changing from the one that I put because <laughs> I, okay. I I just told my friend the other day, you know, with all of the heaviness in the world, you know, I talk about this all the time, finding funny stuff. Sometimes it's not funny. Sometimes you just need ratchet. 
you know this because you watched the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, so why, um, why you had to do that? Well, <laughs> so <laughs> so I found my own ratchetness. Okay, what's that? And it's called marrying millions. I've heard of that. Listen, Jerry. I don't know. If let I me tell you something. That's, <laughs> ratchet. It's the premise of the show is a rich person and a poor, I'm going to say poor, poor person mm -hmm. in a relationship together. What does it come on? <laughs> lifetime. Ah, uh, okay. Listen, <laughs> it, for instance, I'm going to just give you this one. It's six couples on the first season. Uh -huh. the, the one couple is a 21-year-old girl whose parents are poor. And a 60-year-old man who is probably one of the richest real estate developers in Dallas, Texas. Oh, wow. So he, hundreds of millions of dollars, okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The two of them. Now, you would think, oh, it's typical. That's what happened. They go get these little young girls. That, but she's really in love with this man. Like, it's, it's, I'm telling you, like, it is crazy. She don't even take money from him. I mean, she lives with him, but she, and he buys her stuff, but it's not like she's like, you got to she buy me in order for me to stay. Like, she literally doesn't even, yeah. Oh, wow. Like, I, yeah. I, Okay, I got to watch that. You have to. Have or to Josh Hamilton's ex-wife is on here. She she got, she got a... She got her a little sugar, she got her a little sugar baby. So she's dating a 23-year-old who is her daughter's friend. It sounds familiar. <laughs> so it's not just an entanglement? <laughs> no, no. A little more than the entanglement. Yeah, a little more than the entanglement. But yeah, no. But most of the stories are not, their they're age difference, isn't, the gap isn't that big. But it's just fascinating. I'm telling you, it was, I, it's ratchet, but it was so good just watching it. So I, if you just need mindless TV, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You said it's uh lifetime. Million dollar. Mm -mm -mm. Marrying millions. Marrying millions. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> <laughs> that, I yeah. do want to see this. Yeah, no, you gonna uh, listen. I'm telling you, I was like, what? Because I looked at it, I was like, why God do you have me looking at this? And then I it, I couldn't <laughs> stop. I was like, this is crazy. These people are crazy. It's a soul. Yeah. It's, yeah, wild. You hear me? One woman, she dating a, she, another real estate, real estate mogul in Las Vegas. So you know she paid. Mm -hmm. Dating a construction worker. Mm. She said, in one yeah, statement, she said, estate. he make, right. She said, he makes a couple thousand dollars uh, a week. Or I think she said a week, and I might make a like a like ten ten times that or whatever in a week. Like wow. yeah, yeah. Let me let me go ahead and jump into real estate. <laughs> yeah, that's most mm -hmm. of these people on the show. That's where their money comes like from. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. I think. Um, yeah, I think I want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, yeah, go on and watch that. Yeah, yes, go watch that. Tell me what you think after you watch it. Uh, yeah, I'm all yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs>
So okay. All right, so I got. Pick? I just got one. Okay. And I feel like I've talked about this this uh, show before, but when I did the search, I didn't see it. So <laughs> even in if I talk about it again, like I think this last episode was a very important episode, um, and I think that. Um, when you see leaders in the church who may have made some mistakes or some missteps, they don't always get this opportunity to be transparent about them and I guess to attempt to atone for them. Um, so the show Greenleaf. Oh, yeah, man, I, I hate I can't see it. Why not? Cause it's on own. I don't have own. Okay. <laughs> I might I might be able to uh to oh gosh. Hook something up. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, have let me own. See. I might be able to hook something up. Yeah, because that's I, my show. Gotta, I love myself from Greenleaf. Honey. Yeah. Lit. I had to I had to go back um to Netflix and watch parts of last season. Okay. I think I may have I don't know what happened, but I think I may have missed like a couple of episodes. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm all the way caught up to this last season. Yeah. I know, but, oh, so yeah. you got you got maybe like six episodes to watch. So yeah. Okay. okay. Once, once uh, I'll, I'll let me see if I can <laughs> uh, work that out. But this last episode and just seeing, you know, what I'm saying, um, they call him Bishop on there to see. Oh Lord, yeah. Um, to <sighs> take accountability for some of the things he's done. Yeah. Um, in an attempt to atone and move forward. Um, and well, I won't spoil it, but yeah, no, yeah. I had somebody already put something out that's making me think I know what happened, but uh, yeah. I was like, really? Like, don't right. do that. Everybody don't watch at the same time. Don't do that. Folks out here spoiling. Yeah, I think yeah. I know. At least I think I know something that's going to happen, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, like you know, first lady is my favorite because she's just so extra. Yeah, <laughs> right, she is. She's so but extra. She, it's funny too. Like you don't expect <laughs> anything less than her. No, that's what I expect, and I love it every moment of it. Come with it, just messy and extra all the time. Right. I think I think Grace is my favorite. No, she's character-wise, like her, who she is. Absolutely, mm. she's my favorite. She's the most honest real like introspective yeah. of them all like she doesn't she's humble she doesn't yeah. have that you know i'm i'm the pastor right. I'm, she yeah. doesn't have she that, have that. that she doesn't have that air about her like she's like right. no i mess up i'm jacked up right. yeah yeah i like her yeah. too yes i do no but you know who i like least who um what you call his wife what's her name oh you talking about uh, jacob's wife Yes, Jacob's wife. I like her the least of yeah. all. Hands down. So the show forces you to dislike her. Yes. But the show also shows you why she's the way that she is. And it's unfortunate, you know what I'm saying, that I think some of it, yes. But that ambition. That's oh yeah, something. that's not something that was caused. That yeah. I think that's the part of her that I don't like. That's she's okay. very, she's very 
yeah, that ambition part of her, to, to whatever it takes to get what I want in order right. to be. Yeah. I, no, I don't feel that. Like yeah. you're not. A, that's not a first lady attitude. You, I'm sorry. You really ain't gonna like her this season. <laughs> oh, great. Okay, because I know gets, at the end of the last season, she had done something dirty anyway. Yeah, it gets worse. Yeah, she went behind his back to do something dirty. Okay. Yeah, it, I got it. Gets worse. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna work that out. <laughs> All right. Nah, this has been episode 72 of the Filter Real Podcast. Yeah. We certainly always appreciate um, your your listens, your streams. Absolutely. Uh, We thank you all for continuing to support us, Mm -hmm. even in those moments where we can't be so consistent, because even though it hurt to to miss those two weeks, (laughs) um, it was kind of needed. Kind of? Kind of needed. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of needed. Kind (laughs) of. But um, if you want, y'all still rock with us though. So yeah, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like folks came back two weeks later and listened. Right. Yeah. We certainly appreciate y'all. You know, if you want to hit us up on social media, um, feel the number two, the real podcast. Um, on IG, on Twitter, is feel to the real P one. That's the number two, feel to the real P one, on Twitter. If you want to shoot us an email telling us what you think about the show, um, you know, feel to the real, the number two, feel to the real podcast at gmail.com. And for wherever you listen to this podcast, like whether it be Apple, Google, Stitcher, Anchor, any of those platforms, um, go on there and rate the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, that would be helpful. If you feel Subscribe like five on stars, yeah. yeah, like you know what I'm saying. It, even Write if you don't like personally interact with us, like, but let what you feel about the show be known, right. so people will tune in. Right. Yeah. Um. What else? YouTube. <laughs> feel yep. to the real podcast. Um, on YouTube, go subscribe, mm-hmm. watch the videos, like them, comment. All yep. that good jazz. Yep. Um, but as always, we love y'all guys. Peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now put the cameras on me. 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 Put the cameras on me.